0: Chinese Medicine Study Guide Fundamentals Page 7 The Principal Components of the Theoretical System of Chinese Medicine There are many components of Chinese medicine for understanding the physiological functions and pathological changes of the human body, as well as the diagnosis and treatment of illness. However, they all relate back to two fundamental characteristics, namely holism and syndrome differentiation and treatment. Number 1 Holism Holism is the recognition of the integrated, uni- united, and relative nature of things and phenomena. Holism, in Chinese medicine, is twofold. The recognition of the complementary, completely integrated nature of the human body and the uni- unity between the human body and its external environment. Holism penetrates the physiology, pathology, diagnostic techniques, syndrome differentiation, health preservation, prevention and treatment of Chinese medicine, and is the most basic guiding theory in its clinical practices. 1. The human body as an organic whole. a. Structural Holism. Each constituent part of the human body is connected via the zhanghu organs or communicates through the channel and coratial system of form and interconnected structure that cannot be broken down. B. Functional Holism The zangfu organs and tissues that constitute the human body have different physiological functions, but combine to form one entity with mutual interaction, promotion, and restriction. Chinese Medical Holism also stresses that the physio- physical structure of zangfu organs and other structural elements is intimately tied to its individual function and to that of the human body as a whole, or fights and organs, one-body view. The physical and spiritual activities of an individual are also dependent upon each other and share an inseparable relationship, or holistic view of body and spirit. Essence, qi, Bud and flood are the primary substances that constitute and maintain life activity in the human body. They are also the material foundation for the human physic, physiological activity of the zangfu organs, and sen- sensory functions of the f- of orifices. They serve to further reinforce the unity of function and activity among the zangfu organs and other structural elements. c. Pathological Holism Chinese medicine utilizes a holistic approach to analyzing the laws of pathology. The illnesses of different viscera can affect each other. An illnesses of the viscera can affect its corresponding physical structure as well as a relevant orifice, and vice versa. Thereby, local pathological changes are unified into a general pathological reaction. D. Diagnostic Holism. A given region of the body and the whole are dialectically, dialectically united. There are also inter, interrelations and interactions among the zangfu organs, channels and collaterals, physical structure and orifices. Thus, when examining a patient, by checking and analyzing the external manifestations of the physic and orifices, Together with color and pulse, the internal pathological changes of the Changhu organs can be surmali- summarized. Therefore, acute I- diagnosis can be made and treatment guide- guidelines can be formulated by the co- comprehensive analysis of data gained from the four diagnostic methods and careful observation of internal and external changes. Mencius, Chapter Gaozixia states, the myriad of internal changes must manifest externally. Miraculous Pivot, chapter The Various Conditions of Internal Organs Relating Different Diseases, states, observing external manifestations is to know the changes of the internal viscera and thus the patient's illness. e. Holism in Method of Treatment Localized symptoms are the reflection of pathological change throughout the whole body. The treatment of such symptoms must start from a holistic perspective and take into account the condition of the entire body. Appropriate treatment principles and methods can be established based on exploring the inner link between local symptoms and the body as a whole. In short... The five zang viscera compose the central core of the human body and are originally organically connected to the six fu viscera, five body constituents, five sense organs, nine orifices, four extremities, and bones via the channel and collateral system. It is an intimately unified whole with the interior and the exterior, the upper and the lower, in close communication. The various tangible organs, physical structures, and orifices have different composition and functions. They are, however, not independent, but interrelated with mutual promotion and restriction. Therefore, the elements of the human body are invisible and correlative in construction. They coordinate physiologically and exert a mutual influence upon each other pathologically. In making a diagnosis, one should deduce internal changes by observing external manifestations in accordance with holistic theory. In treatment, these interrelationships must be considered when determining the method of treatment, and the only afterwards should adjustments be made for localized pathology. 2. The unity of human beings and their external environment. The holistic theory of Chinese medicine not only emphasizes the integrated nature of the internal environment of the human body, but also stresses the unity of human beings with their external environment. External environment refers to the world that surrounds the individual and can be divided into natural and social environments. Environment is a culmination of social and material material conditions that human beings rely upon for several and de- survival and development. a. The relationship between human beings and the natural environment. Humans li- live as a part of a natural world that possesses the elements necessary, necessary for their survival. The internal classic first put forward the view that man and the heavens are mutually dependent, Meaning that mankind and the natural environment are intimately linked to one another. Environmental factors mainly include seasonal and climatic changes, alternation of day and night, geographic environment, etc. They exert a definite influence on the physiological activity of human body, its pathological changes, diagnosis of disease, and treatment. Miraculous pivot. Chapter Retention of the Evil Chi states, Man and the heavens are mutually dependent upon one another. Miraculous Pivot Era states, Man mutually interacts with heaven and earth are mutually respondent to the sun and moon. a. The influence of seasonal and climatic changes on the human body. Each year, the four seasons follow the same pattern of change – warm in spring, hot in summer, cool in autumn, and cold in winter. Therefore, the physiological activity of the body also follows in co- accord with these changes – sprouting in spring, growing in summer, harvesting in autumn, and storing in winter, maintaining a correlation of the wax and wane of the bodies in and young energies with that of the seasons and climates. Abnormal season changes often find the human body unable to adapt, thus resulting in outbreaks of seasonal illness and epidemic disease. Therefore, seasonal and climatic factors must be taken into consideration when examining a patient in keeping with the clinical principle to treat illness according to the season. Plain Questions Chapter Discussion on Important Ideas in the Golden Chamber states, In spring, one is apt to develop runny nose and nose breeze. In midsummer, one is apt to contract diseases of the chest cavity. In midsummer, one is apt to develop cold diseases of the middle burner. In autumn, one is apt to develop wind malaria. In winter, one is apt to develop arthralgia and cold extremities. B. Influence of the Changes of Night and Day Upon the Human Body The theory that man and the heavens are mutually dependent teaches that not only do seasonal and climatic changes have effects on the human body, but that the 24-hour cycle of morning, day, evening, and night does as well. This is evident in the fluctuation of body temperature and a varying state of wake and rest. Plain Questions Chapter Discussion on the Interrelationship Between Life and Nature states that the yang qi in the human body begins to rise to action on the body surface in the morning, becomes most vigorous at noon, gradually wanes in the evening, and is completely dormant within the body by the midnight. Thus, it is said that the human body changes with the daily cyc- cyclical, wax and wane of the yin and yang energies of the natural world. Miraculous Pivot Chapter The Human Healthy Qi in the Day and Night Corresponds with the Qi of the Four Seasons States: The normal cycle of Qi is to emerge in spring, grow in summer, harvest in autumn, and store in winter. The human body also corresponds to this cycle. If the day is divided into four seasons, morning is equivalent to its spring. Noon, it's summer, evening, it's autumn, and night, equivalent to its winter. Plain Questions, chapter discussion on the interrelationship between life and nature states Yang Qi dominates the exterior of the body during daylight hours. The body's Qi emerges at daybreak, flourishes at midday, weakens as the sun falls into the west, closing the Qi gate. The alteration of, the, of day and night also has a clear influence of illness. In general, symptoms lighten during the day and become more severe at night. The relative flourishing and weakened, weakening of the right qi and the pathogenic qi during the disease process has a direct influence on the states of illness. In general, if the right qi is vi- victorious, the pathogenic qi will weaken resulting in a positive change in the patient's condition. On the other hand, if the pathogenic qi is victorious, the right qi will weaken and the patient's condition will worsen. In accordance with the wax and wane of yin and yang throughout the daily cycle, the yang qi or right qi of the human body follows the pattern of emerging, growth, harvest and storing according to the four seasons of the day. This also affects the relationship between the rise and fall of right qi and pathogenic qi in the course of an illness. Therefore, symptoms also vary in severity being peaceful at daybreak, calm at midday, more severe at dusk, and extreme at night. Miraculous pivot Chapter The Human Healthy Qi in the Day and Night Corresponds with the Qi of the Four Seasons states, Why are most illnesses peaceful at daybreak, calm at midday, more severe at dusk and extreme at night? Qi Bo replies, It is the Qi of the Four Seasons that make it so. At daybreak, the body's Qi begins to emerge and the pathogenic Qi is weakened. Thus, symptoms are at rest. At midday, the body's qi grows and the increased qi can thus overcome the pathogenic qi, so symptoms remain calm. In the evening, the the body's qi begins to decline and the pathogenic qi begins to emerge, so symptoms increase. At night, the body's qi is stored internally and the pathogenic qi re-inks unchecked within the body, so symptoms become severe. Jingye's Complete Works, Section Yin and Yang, Chapter Chan Chong Lu. States the Classic of the Central vice era observes: If the patient suffer from Yang illness, symptoms will quiet at daybreak. In illness, symptoms will be quiet during the night. If Yang is deficient, there will be disorder in the evenings. Yin deficiency, and there is struggle in the morning. This is because Yang deficiency benefits from the help of Yang de- energy, so symptoms are light in the morning and severe in the evening. In deficiency benefits from the help of Yang energy, so symptoms are severe in the morning and light in the evening. This explains the deficiency of Yin and Yang. If the illness suffers one of excessive pathogen, conditions will be opposite. All diseases of excessive young pathogens will be severe in the morning and light in the evening. Diseases of excessive yin pathogens will be light in the morning and severe in the evening. In summary, yang invigorates young and in yin. in. Killing of Medicine, Chapter Discussion In and Yam states if the patient suffers from young illness, symptoms will be severe during the day and light at night. This is because the yang qi and pathogenic qi con- congeal. If the patient suffers from yin illness, symptoms will be light during the daytime and severe at night. That because the yin qi and pathogenic qi are vigorous alternatively. Illnesses of yang deficiency are light during the daytime Illnesses of indeficiency are light at night because yin and yang tend to return to their respective phases. c. The influence of the regional environment factors of the human body. Regional environment factors are one of the fundamentals surrounding human life. Differences in ter- terrain, climate, water, soil, produce, culture living habits and customs exert a varying degree of influence on the human body and in turn lead to the development of different characteristic physiological functions and constituent constitutions of the human body. For example, the t- terrain of southeastern south China is located close to sea level. The climate is warm and humid, making the stride and in, interstitial interstitial space of its inhabitants relatively porous. In contrast, the northwestern area of China is a high plateau, the climate is cold and dry, and therefore the straya and interstitial space of local residents is tightly sealed. Thus, long-term residents of a given region often feel uncomfortable upon relocating to a new environment. This is also known as unsuitable water and earth. The occurrence of many endemic diseases is closely related to the environmental characteristics of a given region. Therefore, regional differences may directly influence the occurrence, development, and nature of disease. Chinese medical practitioners must adhere to the principle of adjusting treatment to fit local conditions when making a diagnosis and providing treatment. In the internal classic, the practice of treating patients of different regions accordingly is expounded in detail. Plain Questions, chapter discussion on different therapeutic methods for different diseases states the east is near the sea and rich in fish and salt. People there prefer with fish and salty flavors. Fish leads to here retain in the middle jowl and excessive salt intake impairs blood. Therefore, the local people are dark-skinned with porous stray and interstices and often suffer from carbuncles and ulcers that can be cured by stone needles. The western region is rich in metal, jade, sand, and stone. The people eat fresh and rich food, which makes them heavy and strong. As a result, pathogens cannot attack their body. Their illnesses are usually indigenous and best treated with herbs. The nor- north is not nature's place of stra- st- strange and closer. The people there r- roam the outdoors and consume dairy, so their viscera easily contract cold and develop illnesses of fullness. Their illnesses are best treated with moxibustion. The south is a nuturing region of growth plentiful in Yanqi. The people prefer sour flavors and fermented food. Their skin is therefore compact and reddish. They often suffer cramps best treated with acupuncture. Medical ladder States, Therefore, those who are good at treating illness must first differ- differentiate region and tra- terrain. Region and terrain are different- differentiated in terms of far, close, high, and low. Strengths and weakness of the in- individual and the waxen or weighing of their disease comfort- conforms to it. Treatise on the Headstream of Medicine Chapter 1-5 Orientations and Different Treatment States, humans are created through the fusion of the chi of heaven and earth. The body's chi is therefore different in respect to region and ter- terrain. The chi of the people of the northwest region is deep and thick. If attacked by wind-cold pathogens, it is difficult to expel. Therefore, a powerful dispersing formula should be used. The chi of the pe- people of the southeast region is floating and thin. If attacked by wind-cold pathogens, it is easy to expel. So, a light dispersing formula should be used. The relationship between humans and their social environment Humans possess both natural and social attributes. The life activities of a person are not only influenced by various natural environmental factors, but are also constrained by various social factors including political, economic, cultural, religious, legal, marital, and interpersonal, interpersonal, etc. These social factors can both directly and indirectly influence the physical and mental health of an individual, their physiological functions and psychological mood, and in turn the onset of disease and its treatment. Chinese medicine attached great importance to social and mental factors, especially emotional ones. Internal damage from the seven emotions is considered in detail in Chinese medical etiology and is recognized as a key pathogenic factor in the appearance of internal disease. 2. Syndrome differentiation and treatment 1. Concept of disease, syndrome, and symptoms Chinese medical diagnosis and treatment emphasizes treatment based on syndrome differentiation not treatment based on disease differentiation where one herb or no, one herb or one prescription directly corresponds to one illness it also does not advocate the treatment of concrete symptoms or treatment of symptoms the concept of disease syndrome and symptom therefore need some differentiation disease or illness is a complex course of pathological changes within the body with certain manifestations and a definite pattern of illness caused by pathogenic factors under the right conditions syndrome or pattern is a summary of a given phase of pathological development of the body symptoms or manifestations are specific phenomena that emerge in the course of illness and are the patient's subjective perception of abnormality. In terms of their reflection of the nature of disease, disease reflects the nature of the overall course of the pathological changes, syndrome reflects the nature of a certain phase of pathological changes, and symptoms are the specific external phenomena of disease, but do not necessarily acu- acu- accurately reflect the true nature of disease. Disease, syndrome, and symptoms are related in that they all stem from the foundation of the pathological change in the human body. Disease includes the whole course of pathological change in terms of both syndrome and symptom. Syndrome is a sum- sh- summation of symptoms that reflect the nature of illness at a given point in time while symptoms are the basic elements of disease and syndrome. In other words, both disease and syndrome are composed of symptoms. With these differences between the concept of disease, syndrome, and symptoms, Chinese medicine emphasizes syndrome differentiation because a syndrome, syndrome represents a pathological summary of a given phase of disease. Syndrome syndrome includes the etiology, location, nature of disease, relationship between the wax and wane of right chi and pathogen, as well as the pattern of pathological change. It also reflects the nature of pathological change during a given phase in the course of disease development. In keeping the Keeping with the principle of seeking the root cause in treating illness, syndrome syndrome reveals the nature of pathological change more completely and deeper than that of symptoms and reflects the nature of the present phase of pathological change more concretely and more precisely than it is. Therefore, treatment based on syndrome differentiation should be more feasible and effective. Chinese medicine emphasizes syndrome differentiation and treatment, neither treatment based on disease differentiation nor direct treatment on concrete symptoms. Number 2. CONCEPT OF SYNDROME DIFFERENTIATION AND TREATMENT Syndrome differentiation and treatment, also called treatment based on syndrome differentiation, is the primary Chinese medical principle in the recognition and treatment of disease. It can be divided into two phases, syndrome differentiation and treatment. Syndrome differentiation, or distinguishing syndromes, is to amass the information collected through the four examinations, observing, smelling and listening, questioning and palpation and pulse reading, including symptoms and signs and analyze it according to the theories of Chinese medicine, This analysis should result in a clear differentiation of the nature of syndrome, the cause, location, properties, tendency of pathological change of the disease, as well as the relationship between the wax and wane of Raichi and pathogen. Etiological differentiation. To deduce the primary cause of illness according to the etiological theory of the analysis of symptoms and physical signs and to treat an illness based on its etiology, namely, to distinguish symptoms and signs to identify etiology and to treat disease according to its cause. Differentiation of disease location Different pathogenic factors invade different regions of the human body and cause different disease syndromes. Differentiation of disease location is to pinpoint the location of a disease based upon external manifestations of pathological change and, in turn, provide appropriate treatment. Differentiation of the nature of disease To determine the nature of a syndrome in terms of yin, yang, in, exterior, interior, cold, heat, deficiency, and excess according to the manifestations of the pathological change. DIFFERENTIATION OF DISEASE pot- POTENTIAL All diseases have certain laws of development and trans- transmission. Differentiation of disease potential is to predict predict its head tendency to change and provide an accurate disease pro- pro- prognosis. DIFFERENTIATION OF THE RELATIONSHIP BETWEEN right chi AND PATHOGEN In the development and evolution of a disease, its waxen and is a reflection of the con- constant battle between right qi and pathogen. The relationship of the wax and wane of right chi and pathogen is also responsible for the deficiency or excess property of a syndrome, as well as the determination of disease potential. This is the basis for the practice of the treatment principle. To Tre- strengthen right chi is to eliminate the pathogenic factor treatment or treating disease as to the result of syndrome differentiation to establish relevant clinical treatment and methodology to select appropriate therapeutic methods and techniques, as well as to choose proper prescriptions and herbs in accordance with the patient's syndrome. Syndrome differentiation and treatment are two interrelated and indivisible indivisible elements in the diagnostic and treatment process. Syndrome differentiation is the precondition and foundation for determining treatment, and treatment is the aim of syndrome differentiation, confirming the accuracy of syndrome differentiation. Therefore, Syndrome differentiation and treatment is the process of recognizing and resolving disease. Number 3. The relationship between syndrome differentiation and disease differentiation. Both syndrome differentiation and disease differentiation are part of the larger analytical process of recognizing disease, providing instruction for treatment based upon the clinical manifestation of the patient. As practitioners continue to raise the level of the practice of methods unique to Chinese medical syndrome differentiation and treatment, they must also take advantages of the advancements in diagnostic techniques of biomedical science and technology. Over the course of patient's illness, syndrome differentiation and disease differentiation must be equally stressed, with emphasis on the principle of syndrome differentiation and treatment. Number 4. Treatment of the same disease with different methods and treatment of different diseases with the same method. Treating the same disease with different methods or treating different diseases with the same method are a concrete embodiment of the principle of syndrome differentiation and treatment in the clinical process of diagnosing and treating disease. Treating the same disease with the different methods refers to the different treatment of one disease in multiple patients with different syndromes, the result of discrepancies in time of occurrence, terrain, phase of disease, or constitution of the patient. Treating different Different diseases with the same methods refers to the use of the same treatment for several different diseases in patients who have the same or approximately the same pathological changes that in turn manifest as the same or approximately the same syndrome. As a result, it can be said that Chinese medicine treats disease not with an eye to the similarities and differences of being diseases, but rather to the differentiation of Chen or syndrome. The same syndrome is treated with fundamentally the same clinical methods and different syndrome with different clinical methods. This is to treat the same syndrome with the same treatment, to treat different syndromes with different treatments. The principle of resolving conflict of dyslexia Discrepancy in the process of illness development through the use of different methods is the essence of syndrome differentiation and treatment. Plain Questions Chapter Major Discussion on the Administration of Five Motions states The weather in the northwest is cold, so one must disperse the external cold and clear away internal heat. The weather in the southwest is warm and hot. One must collect and restrain the excreted young energy and warm internal coldness. This is treating the same disease with different method.